Hi, my name is Daphne Wells and I am an intuitive success and positive intelligence coach and I'm so excited to share today with Pearl. Hey everybody, welcome back. You are in with Pearl at Women's Successful Living and we are here with another Conversations with Pearl. And I'm so excited today because all the way across the country from me here in Tampa, Florida, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Daphne Wells. She helps midlife women feel safe, solid, and secure to share their magic with the world and make more money with ease and flow. As your purpose and spiritual confidence alchemist, Daphne delivers insanely powerful insights that give you radical permission to show up within your power and fulfill your purpose in the world. Through her life-changing coaching, inner circles, energy readings, and forecasts, as well as her book, Decide, Choose Your Own Path, she's here to shake up your approach to business and life. When she's not inspiring women around the globe to make more money in record time, you can find her creating magic with fabric and threads, getting her hands dirty, growing what she likes to eat, as well as frolicking in the waves. And I'm so excited. Welcome, Daphne, to the show today. Thank you for having me, Pearl. I'm excited to be here. Frolicking in the waves. I think you should be in Florida because we're right near, I'm not too far from the beach. So I love that. And, <laughs> and, and growing your own food. I think that's so powerful. I, I remember growing up with my granny uh, and my dad would be off in war for the Vietnam War. We used to go stay with my granny in upstate New York and yeah. we'd be out in the garden. Like she had gardens with everything you could think of, hive, hive uh, corn down to little tiny fruits and vegetables. And um, and I remember one time she even grew these, uh, a big pumpkin patch. And I was like, Granny, you should send this pumpkin in for the Guinness Book of Records because it was so big, you know, but it was, I, I loved it. And we'd stop and we'd eat and and we would literally like sit in the side on the, on a little, on the ground grass and just take the peas, like popping them out of the pot and eating them. It was so much fun. We don't do that too much anymore. I love that. Oh, there's something magical about it, you know, and, and frolicking in the waves. So I live about three minutes walk from the beach. Oh, um, gosh. So it's, uh, yeah. That's amazing. Well, I'm Not excited for walk Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got a little, I have to drive about a half hour for my beach, but eventually I love being at the beach. It's my, it's my happy place. I love, I love the beach. And when we moved here to Florida from Virginia, my kids, uh, I used to tell them we would go to the beach and they're like, get up in the morning. Are we going? I'm like, no, no, no. We don't leave till like one or two in the afternoon because I stay till the sunset because I love to watch the sunset. They're like, that's too long, mom. I'm like, okay, see you later. Off I go. <laughs> it's so much fun. Well, I'm excited to have you on today because I, I love everything self-care. And today that's what we're going to talk about is self-care and, and how you help women like find and that power within. I just love that. And so, but I want to know a little bit about you, Daphne. Tell us a little bit about you, how you grew up and what brought you to do what you do today for women. That could be a long story, but let's make it a short, tight story. <laughs> um, so I grew up in small town, rural New Zealand um, and amongst a town, you know, quite limited in, in what was possible. And I could always see that more was possible and was always felt trapped and stifled by that and yet there was this expectation to even though I wanted to rebel and do things differently and do it my way from a very young age there was these societal expectations that were placed on us you know to be married by a certain age and have kids by a certain age and you know I'm 
going back a few decades, obviously. And um, so I did all of that and then found that, you know, I love being a mum and yet the marriage didn't work out. So I ended up being a solo mum, having clawed my way out of a pretty deep, dark hole in amongst that exit and went through several counsellors and therapists in that process, which was the only help that was available. We were talking pre-internet, early days of internet, um, and um, wondered, well, you know, if they can keep dragging me back, how do I how do I move forward, you know? And as a solo mum, I ended up working for myself because, you know, there was no childcare and so to earn enough to support four children, I worked for myself alongside of a part-time job. And amongst that process, I met up with a life coach and that woman literally changed my life um, because she showed me what was possible in moving forward and helped me see what was possible for me and helped me move into that. And so at that point, I thought, well, you know what? I had this desire to help women. Like I always knew I was to help people in some way, shape or form, and I hadn't figured out what that was. And so I, I thought if I could learn what that woman knows and add my business skills, then I can really help women like me create lives that they want rather than being told what their life should look like. And so that started my journey. Um, didn't know anything about looking after myself back in the day. I was, you know, constantly burning out because I was caring for everybody else and not me. You know, my cup was empty. I was pretty much giving from fumes rather than from overflow. And so that has been a whole journey for me as well um, in learning how to love myself as much as I love other people and be as kind to me as I am to other people, you know? <laughs> I, I, I love what you said there too. Like, first of all, I love, I, for the listeners that are listening, I I love what you said, solo mom, right? I mean, I know solo and single can be the same thing. But I loved how, for the listeners, I mean, don't you guys get like how she said solo mom, right? I was a solo mom. I don't know what about when you said that it like did this whole shift in my mind instead of a single mom. You know, it's like it's I, for me, it's also like how I call. So Daphne, I, I, I frame the, the from my sister-in-law, I call CEO mom, right? So whether you are, I don't really like the stay at home mom thing, because I feel like that's who stays at home and does nothing all day, right? I mean, you're doing yeah. something, right? <laughs> or also, you're if you're working outside the house, and you're coming home, even like working mom, it's like, no, I, I remember when I first when we first started having children, I worked outside the house. I, my neighbors who all were back the old phrase, stay at home moms, they always had this like attitude to me. Like I wasn't being good to my, my family because I was working. Right. And I love my sister-in-law, you know, those that are listening and will know the story already, but I visited my brother and sister-in-law one time. And my nephew, I think was between three and five years old. And she's like, Hey, come upstairs. Sean's going to put his clothes away. I'm like, okay, great. So we went upstairs and I'm like, I want to see this, like a three or five-year-old putting his clothes away. Right. And she's like, listen, I know it's not going to be perfect, but he's learning that he's part of this family. This is a business, this house. And she worked out of the house as well. She said, so we need to do this together. And I just said, so you're a CEO mom. You, you know, I just love CEO mom because I feel like 
you know, we run a business of a house. There's things to be done. And the thing is, is even as a CEO, you know, as a business owner, you we find people to help us do those things that we know either we need help with or we know our time is more valuable doing what we love to do as opposed to maybe responding to an email, right? And so I love when you said solo mom, it clicked for me, like the CEO mom, it fell in that same phrase. And, you know, gosh, and then then you said four children, I mean, four kids, here you are working a part time job trying to start a business, and then you are raising four kids as a solo mom. That's like way to go. We, we have what we call we have a Shiro league in our group. And our S stands for strong. And that's strength. Like, wow, that's like, look at that strength that Daphne has you guys. And I think that's so amazing. And then for the listeners, you heard Daphne say she got a coach, right? She, she felt she found therapists and then she found a life coach. And the thing is, is like, that's what life is about. We don't have to feel like we have to do things on our own. It's okay to ask for help, receive help, whatever that is. And Daphne, I love that you share that with our listeners to say, I needed help and I found those resources to help me. And then how cool is it, you guys, that Daphne was like so inspired by her coach and she's like, I want to do, you know, like you tapped into your passion, Daphne. And for those that are listening and can't see her face, Daphne's face just lit up when she talked about helping women. And, you know, that's why I wanted her on the show because we're so in line in that and like making sure that we as women understand we're not alone. We need to get ourselves help and we need more people to empower us to understand that we don't have to do everything on our own, right? The H in Shiro stands for happy, right? So our happiness is finding the resources to help us become that Shiro within. And so Daphne, I love that you started us off on that, that solo mom and, and all that. So so you be you got this help and now you've created this, this you realize you this is a passion you have and you want to start doing. So tell us, how did you, you know, for somebody who maybe is starting a business as a coach, what were some of the things that you did to start getting yourself out there, making everybody aware, the women aware about what you offer to them? Talking to people, connecting with them and really um, offering to help people, you know, would you like help with that? And initially, back in the day, I didn't value myself enough and I did give away a lot of my time for free. Um, which I encourage my clients not to do so much of, right? Because here's what I really believe is that we all come into this world with magical gifts. I call them magical gifts with a K because it's not, we're not pulling cards out of our sleeve or whatever. It's not tricks. Magic to me is the spirit of the universe that lives in each of us. And so it's a gift that is innately ours that we came into this world with. And it's our role and responsibility to share that with the world. What I've learned and discovered is that we as women, our gifts are so natural to us that we give them away for free. We don't value them because they come so easily for us. We naturally believe that everybody can do them and they can't because they have their own gift and so when we give our gifts away for free as I did for a long time on the side of working a job and and building this other business which wasn't that first business wasn't coaching um, we devalue our gifts and we also limit the number of women people that we can help So when we can turn our gifts into a business and ask for money, 
we can then let go of the job and we can help more people. And then they can help more people because we've helped them with the beautiful ways that we are here to help them that other people can't, right? Um, Because we all, it's like this web, if you like, a spider's web, that we all have our things that we bring to build that web. And the ripples of us helping people go further and further, the more people we help. That's so true. And definitely what you said, too, is like, I remember the same thing that we, we as women, we have this, you know, this nurturing gift inside of us. And we want everybody to feel that, oh, okay, you can't, okay, let me help you. And, and one of the things I did the same thing starting up my business, like, well, I gave away a lot of things for free. And what I found was like, all of a sudden, it, the word gets might get out. And then people are like, oh, well, you know, you, you did that for free. And then so I had to take that step back and say, what I offer, my talents, like like you just shared, and I talk about that on. It's so funny. Like we didn't, you guys, we didn't script this ahead of time, but we talk <laughs> about too about talents. Like I talk about, we all have these talents that we come into this world with that God has created within us, or whoever you believe, how whatever higher belief you have, and that when you don't do something with the talents, you cheat yourself. But then you're cheating me and others from your gift, that gift of finding our value, the gift of knowing our worth, right? And and so I've learned that, you know, not everybody can afford my services. I have a four-month course. It's called the Shiro Method. And that four-month course is a really deep dive into who you are, what is your visions, what are your goals? And then I challenge you on it. You think you want to be this this entrepreneur or you think you want to be going after this goal, but why? And sometimes when we break it down, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Right. And so that's not, that. that's, that's a really deep dive course. And so some people can't afford that course. So then I, I, and I share with them, it, it may not be for you for right now and that's okay. Here's some other options or here's some things you can do. Because the mm-hmm. thing is, is that if we start giving away of ourselves then we're cheating ourselves our worth. We're, we're devaluing really what our worth is, right? And I love that you sh- that you share that. And and we have to know our worth. We have to understand what our worth is so that we do share our talents in the world. We aren't devaluing ourselves, that we are, we are helping those to receive truly what their worth is as well, right? And um, yeah. I know for me, like, I actually have a, uh, you, you, you mess, my assistant was messaging with you. I know for me that my time is more valuable, not following up with somebody to say, Hey, here's all the information you need to do for the podcast. I know that I can go coach somebody for that half hour session and give them more value while my assistant is doing her talents of following up for me. Right. So tapping into our talents and those around us is so, so powerful. So Daphne, um, tell us how, how old are your kids? We're talking about you. You were a solo mom. How old are your kids? So they're all in their thirties now. They are all well and truly adults. And you talked about your sister-in-law having her young son put his clothes away. So, you know, that was very much my ethos as a mom too, right through was my role in this is to bring these children up. And I needed that in amongst a, a marriage that wasn't great. And there were some years where I wanted to leave and couldn't because with four children, you need to make it possible financially. You need to be able to do it. And so while I was working towards that, I remember consciously developing a what was my purpose in being mother? What was my end goal, my vision for my children, you know? And it was for them all to be 
independent adults able to function responsibly in the world and treat other people well. I don't care if they clean streets or toilets or they were, you know, a a professor or a CEO. What they did was irrelevant. It was how they showed up and that they all could um, do everything that was required to run a house, irrespective of whether they were boys or girls. You know, because, again, I grew up where as the oldest daughter, I was the Cinderella child. I was I was the one that did all the chores. <laughs> I get that. And, and there's no way my children were being brought up like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Like, because my dad wasn't, you know, he was in the service. My mom worked as well. So I helped, you know, and my younger sister did some stuff and my brother as he, as they were able to. But yeah, you're right. Like the oldest, we were the, I always laugh, we were the example. You know, we had to set the example and that kind of like, I love how you call it the Cinderella daughter. I love that. And I love too. that's the same thing. So I have two boys. My oldest son is forever 25 and my youngest is 23. And that was a really important thing for me as well to make sure they had their independence. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel it's so important. (laughs) And, and it's funny because I always tell them when you get married as something as simple as cleaning a toilet, I want you to know how to do. It's not a woman's job, right? And I love that you said it doesn't matter what they go do, as long as they know that there's essential things you need to do for yourself to be independent. And I love that you did that. It's so powerful. So tell us, Daphne, about your coaching. Like when how does when a client comes to you, what are some of the approaches you take? How do you help them find that power within and and do that rising that they have inside of them? One of the first things I find I do with clients the last few years is their numerology reading. So numerology is based on your date of birth. It is the gifts and skills that you come into this world with. And so when we when I calculate that and then intuitively read the calculations for you, for woman, it's like you feel like you've come home into your body, like you've realized and acknowledged who you are. And I know the power of that. I remember the power of that for me years ago before I learned numerology. When I had my numerology read, it was like, oh, all of those things that were put down in me as a child are actually my gifts. And I could then stand in them and say, to myself, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone else says, I was born to do this and no one can stop me now. It's like that coming home into yourself. So that becomes a really good place to start. And then it's a matter of, well, where do they need to go after that? And there's, you know, there's, there are different different ways that I take women depending on where they're at. A lot of my work these days is around really helping women create the lifestyle and business for them so that they can share their gifts with the world. Most of the women who come to me are in that midlife age bracket, which numerologically is between 39 and 65, when there's so many cycles of energy that are moving and and intersecting. And we've learned so much, we've grown so much, what now? Who am I really? What am I giving to the world? Because as you said earlier, we come into the world with these talents and gifts. And then 
they're coded into us energetically. Like a, a numerology is a reading of your energetic DNA. We know about physical DNA. I believe we also have energetic DNA. And we know also scientifically from biologically that in the first seven years of life, children are sponges. They absorb anything and everything that's delivered to them by people they love as being true. And so we we shut down all of, as I said, happened to me, all of my gifts that are my natural gifts were quieted, were shut down, were belittled. And, and so, you know, it took me coming into adulthood to be able to stand up in those. And so that's a lot of the work that I do. And then around that too is building that confidence and self-trust. Um, and that for me starts with trusting yourself as a huge part of self-care. And that starts with keeping your promises to yourself. Each time you keep a promise to yourself, each time you do what you say you're going to do, you put another stone on your stone stack of confidence, of trust and confidence go hand in hand as you build your self-trust, you build your confidence. And so energy, using that energy, of the energy of your numerology and your DNA and bringing in there what you love to do, the skills that you've acquired and learned, where your passions are, who you want to help. I help women create a business and a lifestyle that allows them to share their gifts and fits with what they want to do in their life. Because we don't belong in the boxes that we've been put in or the systems that um, a lot of programs will teach us. You know, this is how you build a business. You do X, Y, and Z and all the rest. What I've found through the years for myself and others is that when we do something that's not energetically aligned for us, it's not sustainable that's when we start burning out, that's when we feel overwhelmed, that's when we feel burdened, when we feel shitted on, um, like we're being told what to do. And sometimes we can do that to ourselves if we've put ourselves into that box. I love, There's so much great information there. Like I totally agree with you. We all have this energy within ourselves and that and we need to listen to it because that energy t- can guide us, the good things and the bad things outside the box. Mm-hmm. oh cool yeah it's so important because we come into the world with that energy and with a responsibility to share it um you know there's two schools of numerology that i work with too and one is the pythagorean which determines your calculates your birth code which is your personality, it's your lens that you view the world through and that travels with you right through life and and you grow and develop through that. And you also come in with your birth card, which comes from the, the regular playing deck of cards and that is Egyptian numerology that goes way back eons. And I believe that that is our job description for life. That's our purpose. That's why we're here. And I have this belief that we are souls raised our hand and said, yeah, I'll do that when the job wait, wait. is put up. I on. love that. That You muted, Pearl. Sorry, I hit my mute as I was saying. I'm like, I love that. that we as souls raise our hand and said, yeah, I'll do that. I mean, you know, and I think that's interesting too, because 
um, the people pleaser and some of us might be like, I'll do that and I'll do that. Right. And then they had to be like, no, 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 you can do this. This is what you're good for. And this is what this person's good for. And I love that too, about the energy and also how you shared about like stepping out of our box. Right. I, I mean, if we stay in that, that square box that we have, we never get to see really that growth we have inside of us, right? That you were talking about that this growth and this energy that we can put out to the world that we can also take back and receive. And like you were saying, for our, our own personal self-care, it's so important to like pay attention and to listen to that, that inner, that inner energy, that inner voice that we have inside of us, right? I think that's so powerful and how you talk about how like, you know, I, I have what's, I, I work on the, uh, it's called positive intelligence. We talk about those things that if you're a people pleaser, you're a stickler, you know, you're a risk taker, all those things as you listen to it as well. It's also the energy, like paying attention to the energy that you're putting out there. And if you're putting out that you're a people pleaser, like I was, then people are going to expect you to say yes to everything they ask you to do. Right. And so to sit back and listen to that energy and be like, that doesn't align with me anymore. I don't think I want to do that. Or I didn't raise my hand when God put me on this earth to do that. So I don't want to do that. Right. I just love how you you painted that picture for us. That is such a great picture you painted. It's so important. I, I work with positive intelligence as well. And as we, as we, what, when I work with clients, as we build this sandbox, I like to call it rather than a box, like you're building your own and it becomes your playground to play with your energy and, and to be you and to grow and expand. It's not a box that somebody else has put you in. You're creating it. And as long as everything you do is aligned with who you are, so aligned with your energy, aligned with your values, aligned with all, you know, with what you want to do, your dreams and your vision, then you can play in that sandbox and keep pushing, keep expanding the boundaries of what's possible for you. I like you're creating your own sandbox, creating your own playground. I love that, that picture you just painted. And, and I think, you know, with our self-care, it's also so important that we pay attention to that and that we are only creating that playground that we know, you know, as we talk about boundaries as well, right? That playground that allows us to stay within the boundaries we set ourselves up. Because like you said, you know, that's how we become our authentic self is understanding who am I really inside? Where am I? How do my ethics align up with that? And then where do I want to move forward with that? How do I want to move forward? And and I think that's such a great reminder to all of us and to the listeners that, you know, you don't have to, if it doesn't feel right, then listen to that energy, listen to that inner little person talking to you and saying, no, we really shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, I was the, I was the old people pleaser. I mean, it took me a little while to overcome that. And literally I had to put a pebble in my pocket and I made myself move that, that pebble at least three times a day so that if I said yes to something, it meant I really wanted to do it. And then I made myself be excited about saying no, because, you know, we say yes, so excitedly. Oh yeah, I'll do that for you. But when we go to say no, we're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't want to do that. I, I can't do that. No, it's like, you know what, Daphne, I think that's such a great idea that you're doing. And I'm so honored you're asking me right now. It's just not something that I could see myself being able to help you with. And so, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe it's something that you really want to do, but it's not in your schedule for you. Then I always usually around October, I start looking at my goals for the first half of the year. And I might say, hey, come back to me October this year and let's chat. Maybe it'll be a great fit for me next time you're doing it, you know. And so the other part of that is I had to open my mind to be like, I'm saying no, 
But I could be opening the door for Daphne to say, yes, maybe she's been sitting over here going, I really want to do that. I wish they would ask me. And now because Pearl said no, they asked Daphne and she's like, yeah, let's go for it, you know? And so I had to paint that picture in my head that that's what I was doing. That I wasn't just saying no, I was staying within my boundaries, staying in my goals, but I was also opening the door for somebody else. And when we can do that, we can paint that picture. Like we've been saying today, Things open up for you. Opportunities come your way. You create a playground that you like to play in. I just love that scenario, Daphne. I love that. You know, you you open the door for somebody else when you say no. What you also do when you say no to the good, you allow room for the great to come to you. That's that's awesome. Allow room for the great to come to you. All right. So we're going to do a little shift here. So we've been talking about self-care. And, you know, oftentimes I've had clients come to me and they're like, well, tell me about, do you do everything you coach on? Like, do you do it 100% of the time? Like, well, yeah, I use the tools in my toolbox I'm going to use with you. And I would ask them, I'm like, because I got that question often. And I'm like, why are you asking me this question? Like, what's happened that you're doubting that I'm doing what I teach you? And they'll tell me, well, my coach said that she does, the coach I was with before, they did everything. They never, life is perfect. And I would look at them and I'm like, I'm glad you're here because we're going to fire that coach. Because if you have a coach tells you that they do everything perfectly and life is perfect, they're full of baloney. Because life is not perfect. You know, we have challenges come our way. I lost my son last July in a tragic car accident. If I was to tell you my life was perfect during that time, I was lying to you. You know, I, I, yes, did I use tools in my toolbox? Yes. But did I have days I didn't want to get out of bed? Absolutely. Did I have days I cried all day? Absolutely. Did I have days that I faked it till I made it through the day? Yes. But the thing is, is like, we have to understand that life's not perfect. And you and I are both coaches and we know that. So Daphne, tell us what a day in the life of Daphne working on herself looks like. Walk us through some things you do for your self-care. Share with the audience some things that you do when big challenges are coming your way. How do you walk and coach yourself through that? I start most of my days. I'm not going to say all of them because if I'm honest, this morning I didn't. I had one of those mornings where I woke up and knew that I just needed to stay in bed and be with myself. Most mornings I get up and I go to the beach and that's my, I go for a walk and that is my spiritual connection time as well as my physical exercise. Um, And it's a really important time for me. And the beach for me has been incredibly healing over the past gosh, decade or more that I've been living by it. I've been like you through some traumatic things, thankfully have not lost one of my children, have lost other people and other things have gone massively haywire in my life. And that has been one of my places of healing and connection with spirit. I find that when I yeah, it's it's the easiest place for me to connect is to do that while I'm walking and especially at the beach because there's hardly anyone else there. And then I generally come home and do some exercises. I learned years ago that I needed to do weights in a particular way to heal things in my body and that's become a part of my workout. I've added core into it. I now do a short yoga um, practice from an app. Um, because I'm not the kind of person who's going to get in my car and go to a yoga class. That's not me. 
then I feel like I can start my day. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I also do positive intelligence. So that is something that scatters through my day as well, working on my mental fitness. Um, that's really important for me, for my well-being and my self-care. So that's how I kind of set my days up energetically. Um and then through the day, I have gotten into the practice over the years. And I I used to be the mum who would, you know, eat at the bench because I'd been so busy preparing for children, you know, have my cup of coffee on the run, I'd leave it somewhere and it would get cold. Part of my self-care has become actually making the space to go and sit in the sun outside for five minutes to have my coffee, to take my lunch out into the sun, you know, to do those kind of things that actually make our, uh, and again, I don't do it every day, right? I, I'm not perfect. Um, one other really key thing that I have done the last few years is always make sure I have fresh flowers from my garden on my desk. And that's for me is it's the practice of going outside and picking them. What am I going to pick? Bringing them in, putting them on my desk rather than putting them in the the lounge room or the dining room. You know, it's this is part of my self-care. This is part of creating a space that's pleasant to work in for me. I love that. And I, you know, of course, I thought of that Miley Cyrus song. I don't know if you guys have heard it now. I can buy myself flowers. Like I could see you going out and picking the flowers and, you know, and make it. And I love to you guys that Daphne was explaining. She knows going to a yoga studio is not for her. So she's found a way to do it at home. And that's really important to understand that, you know, just because somebody goes to the gym, if you don't, if that's not who you are, it's okay to use things that you can do on your phone, on your computer, on your TV, wherever. You don't necessarily have to do the action of going out to do it if it's not who you are, you know. And When I first was getting the, the rehab work after my injury, when I first started doing weights, I had to go to the gym for, I think, about three months to learn and to go through the rehab with gear that they had that I couldn't have at home. And then I was like, I can't do this coming to the gym every day. And I just I learned what I needed to purchase so I could carry on looking after that aspect of my physical health at home. Because going to the gym, it's not me. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I, um, I've i been working with a personal trainer here. We have a gym in my community. So it's been great going up there and working out. She's actually growing her business. So we're, we're kind of um, separating now because she's going into coaching like what we do here. And she's an amazing, her name is Melanie. She's amazing. And um, so I just love that you painted that picture, even like picking flowers, going for a walk. I have a swing in my front porch. I sit, love to sit out there and journal and meditate oftentimes, you know, and just kind of just being quiet. It's, it's just so, so powerful. And I love that you, you painted that picture for us. So I, one of the things we're working on right now, Daphne, we have what's called our Shira League. And so those that are listening, it's a community of women. We meet every Sunday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. And it's a community of women that we show up on Zoom. You can be in your PJs, have a cup of coffee, whatever you want with you. It's in the evening. 
And we work on our self-care. We work on supporting one another in what finds joy and what makes us happy, what releasing things that aren't lined up with those things that bring us joy. So right now, what we've been working on, Daphne, is creating a couple of different lists. And I want to ask you um, a question about this list we're doing. So we, if I was to say, Daphne, I want you to create a list of 10 things that bring you joy. And really like, you know, so often I'll give you an example. Somebody might say, my kids bring me joy. Well, of course, all of us that are moms say our kids bring us joy, right? But really why? Like, why does, why do your kids bring you joy? Yes, because they created the motherhood for you. But like for my youngest one, when I think about him, I think about the the old soul that I think he is, that he's so, as much as he was an introvert, he's so smart externally. He could build computers. Like he, it has talent with his hands and his mind together. That for me brings me joy when I think about him, about those talents he has. And like with being a coach, what brings me joy as a coach is like watching women who come to me who feel like they're just, they don't have that self-worth. They don't see inside of them, that talent that they have, that that beautiful soul of energy they have inside and how their energy can change the people around them and even the world. And uh, to watch them find, tap into that superpower, to become that Shiro of being like, I'm strong, I'm happy, I'm empowered, I'm radiant, and I'm an original woman. To watch them find that power is such, that brings me joy to see them grow. So Daphne, Thinking of that list for you, share with us the top three things that would be on your list that brings you joy and why do those things bring you joy? Well, I'm going to go first to my clients because I absolutely love seeing the growth in them and their confidence and their their confidence and them claiming their personal power and then sharing that and just the joy that it brings them and it brings that joy to me. I love that. And I love seeing the impact that that has on the people that they work with as well. That brings me joy. My garden brings me joy, not only picking flowers, but the growing the vegetables, that being able to go out there and, and select what I want to eat each evening for dinner. You know, what am I putting in my salad tonight? What am I going to eat? And it's, that brings me joy, the whole process of that culminating in, in the preparation of the food and that going on my plate. Um, another thing that brings me joy is you know, the the creating magic with fabric. So I love that I can pick up a piece of fabric and, and make a quilt with it, make a dress with it. I, I always have some stitching sitting on my couch just so I can pick it up whenever I have a few minutes, you know, because I find that that, that brings me joy and it's also very healing for me and just the the, the needle going through the fabric and, and it brings me joy when I complete a project and see that so there's so much they would be the top three things that are bringing me joy at the moment okay so you guys when you watch if you have to go to YouTube and you have to watch conversations of Pearl to watch and this is what I love about this exercise everybody lights up when they talk about what brings you joy? Like her, Daphne's face just lit up and I could feel like, I felt like I was sitting on her couch watching her 
do the fabric, watching her with out in the garden and then working with her clients. Like she painted that picture. And I love that you did that, Daphne, because that's exactly like our Shiro method that we do. That's exactly how we help everybody break that down. And and those who work with you, I, I can feel that that's what they're getting from you, like really breaking down every little intricate. Of, I mean, think about it as a piece of fabric, you guys. And Daphne is looking at that fabric going, what can we make that's beautiful with this fabric? I just love how you painted that picture. Daphne. All right. So now we're going to get to the hard part of it. So we know the three things that bring <laughs> Daphne joy, her clients, her, her being in her garden and making something. So now Daphne, we, we are also working on our, our what not to do list. So oftentimes we make a to do list. I got to go grocery shopping. I got to put the laundry, whatever that is. But there's many times that in order for us to do the things that bring us joy, we have to release the things that keep us from that joy, keep us from going out in the garden and gardening, helping our clients, creating something with fabric, right? So on your not to-do list, what are the top three things that would be on that list for you, Daphne, that you have to not do so that you can do the top three things you want to do? One for me is not doing anything that doesn't bring me joy, that feels like an obligation. And sometimes that means letting other people down, and that's okay. <laughs> I've learned to, to be okay with that because I know that I need to do what is aligned for me or I it's not good for me. <laughs> um, so that's a really top one. Another one is, gosh, what not to do? Not to try to do too many things at once. So in the past, I was very much a multitasker. One of the businesses I owned through the years was a hospitality business. And in hospitality, multitasking is an asset. It's a gift. You know, I wanted all of my staff to be able to do that because you need to be able to keep an eye on everything at the same time. However, what I've learned is that focusing on one thing and being able to put things to the side. So saying no to doing something now because I'm focusing on something else is has been really important for me. So what not to do, not to allow my focus to be split, to phrase that. That took a while to get to. Apologies for that. I was processing that. These are tough ones. Like imagine if I had you do 10, right? Wow. See, these are tough. Right? Would you agree, Daphne? Like when we think about it, we we do so much so easily. Like, yeah, I want to go do this, this, and this. But when we think about the things we have to not do so that we can mm -hmm. do those things we love to do, it can be hard because sometimes we naturally just do things that we shouldn't be doing. You know, mm -hmm. like even like I get, I love the example you gave about letting people down, that we might let people down. It goes back to the saying no, right? Because we feel like that guilt of, I'm going to let them down. They're not going to like me. You know, they're going to think I'm selfish. You know, that's so, that's so, so important to understand that that's just our feelings. And that's a perception that we're putting out there, right? I mean, if we honestly feel like it's not lined up, or if we honestly say, I can't multitask because it takes me away from doing the things I love to do, that's okay, because now you've created those boundaries around the things that bring you joy to say, 
I'm not going to let you come into my playground right now because I'm, I'm on my own right there. This me, myself and I are enjoying the playground here right now. So you can't come in at the moment. Right. So yeah. I just, I, that's so important. It's hard. It's not easy. You guys to come up with that not to do list. It's not, but it's really important to know your not to do list so that you can do the things that bring you joy. Mm. So I'm wondering the third one for me probably would be not not labeling myself as being who I used to be. That's powerful. I feel like we can get, and, and this is something that's come to me. So I came, have come out of abusive relationships, came out of an abusive marriage and was then sucked into another relationship by what Clarissa Pinkola these days calls a predator male who looks for woman who are easy victims pretty much um, and gets you so sucked in before you realise what you're in. And for years I didn't share any of that because, you know, my children were younger. It was their story as well. Um, And I was too much in the mess of trying to get out of that last one. Um, Now I'm sharing more about that on some platforms because I feel it's important to share that to let women have hope however what I've realized I will no longer do is label myself as somebody who has you know I don't call myself out as being a survivor of that I am me that's a part of my history it's a part of my past therefore it's a part of how I can help people so that not allowing those old labels to still be there in my mind. Yeah. And that's really important too to understand because, you know, we put these labels on us like I'm the oldest child. I have to do it because I'm the oldest. No, you didn't have to do that. You know, um, and like you said, the survivor, you have a story, you know, I tell everybody that I work with, especially somebody who's come through something really powerful in their lives, like what you're saying, domestic violence or, you know, for me, loss of a child. Like that's that's some heavy experiences we've gone through that can definitely empower somebody else. So how do you pay that for? Like we have a book we're doing right now. It's called Beyond Skin Deep and it's stories of intercultural adoptions. And so for us, our oldest was, you know, mixed race and he was adopted in an all white family. So sharing that story in our journey is so powerful that we take our experiences and we find a way to pay it forward. Because as we were talking earlier, our talents, our gifts, our magic is in us and it's our job to pay it forward so we can help others as they as they approach the same journey that we've walked. It's never going to be alike. It's not going to be identical, but it's going to mm. be a journey that if I can share my story, they can be like, oh, Pearl talked about this in her story. I'm going to watch for this when it shows up for me. Or, oh, Daphne talked about her experience as a, as a domestic violence per- survivor. Let me remember these things she shared with me, right? And so that's why it's so important as you're listening to this today is to understand that you're not alone. Somebody has walked a journey similar to yours and it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to share your story as you survive and pull through this. 
And it's like we say often, it's okay to get that help. Like coaches, both you for Daphne and I both share today, we're both coaches and we've gotten help for things that we have come up that we know, hey, I can't do this on my own. I need some help here. And so it's so important that, that we remember that. And um, we're coming up on our, our time ending here soon. So one of the things, Daphne, I want to know is what's coming up for Daphne? What's around the corner? What's around the bend? What are some of the things that you're going to be doing with your clients? Um, well, my extraordinary um, woman's circle, which is my intimate mastermind, is progressing superbly well, the round of it that's going at the moment. And I'm opening doors for that in a few weeks for the next round um, and we'll be doing that again later in the year and that's really exciting I love curating those communities of women you know and there's only a handful in there which is how I've designed it which is means that the women get really deep and profound support in there Um, the other thing that's coming around the corner is that I'm co-authoring a collaborating with three other numerologists and we're writing a book about numerology to make the information and the the understanding energy and understanding the energy of numerology more accessible for everybody. We want to make it mainstream because it's such an important part of our lives. And so that's a hugely exciting project that we're working on. I love that. It's going to be really great. So we'll make sure when you get that book out, we'll have you come back on and talk about the book as well. That would be awesome. I love, I love when collaborative books come together. There's so much great information, especially when great minds come together. Right. So I I know that we're going to share the links when we drop the podcast and everything, but what's the best way for somebody to reach out to that's listening to us today. That's like, I want to call Daphne and ask her some questions. It could be anything from your coaching to the garden or just enjoying the, the waves. So Tell us how the best way to get a hold of you is. Just anything. Well, my website is DaphneWells.com. Um, you can track me down through there or I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, you can get a free gift at giftfromdaphne.com. And if you want to book a call with me to ask me any of those questions, you can do that at speakwithdaphne.com. Awesome. So we'll make sure we have that. Okay. So now all of our listeners know that I gave Daphne a heads up. So we have our better questions, better life. And I'm going to remind everybody, I get nothing. Go buy these, but go buy these cards. These are amazing. Daphne, you should check them out for your clients as well. They're called better questions, better life. And that's where you go. Better questions, better life.com. But there's 77 different cards in here. My friend, Carol Gill and Diane, Diane Allen. So Carol Gill has been on a previous podcast with us. So go check that out episode. But um, we're going to be interviewing Diane Allen here coming up as well, who is the co-creator of the cards. So it, it's always fun to do these cards. So I'm going to shuffle them. Daphne's going to tell me when to stop and she's going to answer the question on the card. So here we go, Daphne. Mm-hmm. Tell me when to stop. Oh, Ooh, she got almost to the back of the card. Ooh, oh, this is a good one. And we didn't talk about this. Sometimes I pull them up and it's like, oh, we talked about this. This card says, who is important to me? Oh, who is important to me? I am important to me. I would not have said that years ago. I am the most important person in my life. I don't say that selfishly. I say that and when I look after myself, I can help more people. And that's what I'm here in this lifetime for. Yeah, that's I, I was I, I you know, I would have answered the question the same way. And it, uh, interesting how you did share that we would maybe be our old selves might not have said that before. 
Like if we don't understand and the listeners that are listening, if you wouldn't have answered that question right away with you are important to you, then you definitely need to talk to us because you are amazing and you're awesome. And just like my wall says, you know, right behind us that you, you know, self-love is so important. And I love Daphne that you recognize that your old self might not have said that because, you know, it takes a lot of work to work on ourselves to realize how important we are because like we were saying earlier, we have grown up, you know, my mom, my granny, it was like every, the family came first. And then for us to come for, we were always the, you know, the, the mom, the person leading the home was always last. And now we have to recognize that to do all those things, like we talk about here, to put ourselves first, we have to put our cape on. We have to fill our cup first. Because if we don't, then we can't do the things we love. We can't take care of those we love the way we want to, right? Mm-hmm. And the more women who can learn that without going through all the successive burnouts that I did, you know, and the trauma and things that we have gone through, you and I, to learn that, the better. (laughs) I totally, totally agree with you. This has been so much fun, Daphne. I love having you on today. I love all the conversation we had, the self-care, all the pictures you've painted about being in your garden and the, the fabric. It's just been such an honor and blessing to have you here today. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. And as we close out the show, I want to remind everybody that if you are looking to have a community of women that can uplift you, help you with your joy, help you set boundaries, help you find the opportunity to put yourself first, I want to invite you to come to the Shira League. You can come on Sunday nights, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. All you have to do is email me pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And you can type in Shiro and you can join us. But if you want to know where you are on your self-care, the easy way to do is take our test. It's called pearlsurvey.com. That's pearlsurvey.com. Go see how you show up on your self-care and see how you rate. And let's talk. But as we close out the show, like we always do, I want to remind everybody that you come into this world as this oyster, a little rough of a shell on the outside. But as you open that shell on the inside, you find your inner pearl to greatness. And I hope you go find your inner pearl to greatness. Have an amazing day. Hey, this is Pearl. And I am coming on today because you've been listening to me for a little while, but I wanted to really explain to you what a Shiro is. You hear me talk about on the radio show and the podcast often about what is a Shiro. And what I want you to know is a Shiro is you. You are listening today and you are a Shiro. But what do I mean you're a Shiro? So a Shiro is somebody who is strong. You you have so much strength and maybe you don't know it. Maybe you're not seeing it inside yourself and you need help tapping into that. And that's what I love to help women do is to Find your strength within and help you pour it out of yourself. Help you become the strong person you are. And H stands for happy. You know, we all want to be happy, but sometimes finding the roadmap to happiness isn't easy. And so sometimes we have to help make that deep dive into answering heartful, soulful questions about what does it really mean to be happy? What brings me joy? What do I need to say no to so that I can become the person I want to be and the strong person I want to be that's also happy? And then empowered. You are empowered 
just by listening to this podcast that we do or the radio show to be the person that you are meant to be that person inside that little girl that's inside just waiting to come out we want to empower you through our shiro method to become that strong happy empowered person that you are but it's not an easy step so you know we have to cut through the fluff and the excuses and the drama and the mess that so we can make that progress because as we start making the progress then what happens is you start seeing the radiant you you start arriving at the level that you've created that divine roadmap where you're finally starting to live intentionally and as you live intentionally and you realize your strength really is powerful that your happiness is meaningful and that you are empowered to pay it forward to others to do the things you want to do without guilt because you deserve it and because your radiance is showing and then as you work through that progress then what happens is you become your original self you become that authentic you that you're supposed to be like you've done that deep soulful work and you've you're starting to make that path of satisfaction and that happiness you've been craving and so you start laying down the foundation of your success when you wake up in the morning you find yourself looking in the mirror and realizing that you don't recognize your old self anymore that you you see yourself reflected everywhere in your stride your relationships your career and even your hobbies so as you align your outward trajectory with that inward path you start gaining that clarity and that confidence and courage to focus and follow your internal direction so really that's what a shiro is and it's not easy to get there right we need to learn the steps to become that true shiro to tap into those superpowers that you have within and that's why we have what's called our Shiro League. And if you want to join a community of women that are working on exactly these things that we're talking about, that are becoming strong, that are happy, that are empowered, that are radiant and original, that want to tap into things that bring them joy and say no to the things that don't let them enjoy the things that they want to do. We meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time on Zoom. No makeup if you want makeup, you can, but just come in to be your radiant self, to be that original person you are. Because really, as you look at your biggest sources of stress, we want to help you with our, our Shiro League and our Shiro Method to help you listen to that internal compass so you can start decluttering your distractions and really identify what's really missing in your life. Like what brings you joy and what, we're not talking foo-foo feeling stuff, like really what fills your cup? What makes you so happy to put your cape on first? And as we do that and you become that sure you're meant to be, then what happens is you are radiant, you have created an opportunity to release what you need to say no to so that you can start fulfilling your purpose. So you can start stepping out of your comfort zone and really into what brings your joy. And our Shiro Method Roadmap is that crucial step of helping you to live the life you want to be, to be that Shiro you want to be, to tap into what it is you deserve to do, what it is you've been desiring to do. And listen, if you're a mom and you've got kids and you're a working mom outside the house, you're not all about the mom title. You are Pearl, you are Sue, you are Jacqueline, you are Stella. 
you are somebody that matters and somebody that has goals and visions that deserves to create that divine roadmap so that you finally begin and like I said, live your life intentionally. So if you're ready to do that and you want some help with that, I would love to invite you to a free call with me. Just let's talk about where you're at, how you get to where you want to go. What are your goals? What brings you joy? What do you need to say no to? And I would love to help you peel back those layers so that you can arrive at the real answers so that we can cut away the fluff and the excuses and the drama and help you make that real progress. Because we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised the next 30 seconds. And if you are here and you're listening, then you know that we are about putting ourselves first. We're about putting that cape on first. We're about finding your true authentic self and learning how to overcome people pleasing and start be tapping into your superpowers. Because as you tap into your superpowers, you then can take care of those you love, the things you love to do, even better than what you're doing today. Because when you put yourself first, you can become the sure that you're meant to be and your superpowers will help even take care of your family and your loved ones to a much bigger success than you're already doing. So if you're ready to tap into your superpowers and ready to find out how to become your true Shiro, I want you to email me Shiro at pearl at wsliving.com. That's Shiro at pearl at wsliving.com. And I would love to help you become the Shiro of your life.